You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. When COVID-19 arrived in New York State in March of 2020, it upended nearly every aspect of normal life. Events were canceled, businesses closed or dramatically scaled back, and people, heeding the advice of public health experts, began to stay home. While necessary to stay safe and slow the spread of the virus, these changes in consumer behavior presented major challenges to regional economies that depended on tourism. In today's episode, we'll hear how one county in upstate New York addressed this challenge. The Warren County Hospitality Communications Group is a virtual meeting space formed during this time for county supervisors and business leaders to work collaboratively on keeping the tourism industry open for business amid the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Kate Pierce, Multimedia Specialist with NYSEC. We're happy to be joined by a few members of the county's Hospitality Communications Group. Do you introduce yourselves for our listeners? I'm I'm Ryan Moore, Warren County Administrator. Don Lehman, Warren County Director of Public Affairs. I'm Mark Behan. I'm president of Behan Communications in Glens Falls, which is in Warren County, and I uh, am the leader of the Warren County Hospitality Communications Group. All right, so let's kick off with an overview of Warren County. Uh, Where are you located and what's the impact of tourism in the county? We're located in the Lake Georgia region. We're north of uh, Saratoga. We're still in the capital region, the northern reaches of it, and uh, most of our county is behind the Blue Line in the Adirondack Park. And tourism is uh, centrally important to uh, the economy of Warren County and the history of Warren County, the culture of the county with Lake George, of course, and Gore Mountain in the winter and multiple communities along uh, the Upper Hudson and Screwin Rivers. Uh, From an economic point of view, it generates almost $700 million in spending every year by visitors and uh, it supports about 10,000 jobs. And that's incredibly important in a largely rural place like Warren County. So how about you take us back, um, us and our listeners, back to the beginning of the pandemic. Um, What was happening on the ground in Warren County? And what were some of your worries, both um, like in the county and related to, you know, the economy and the local impact of the pandemic? I speak to that. Everything happened very quickly in the early stages of the pandemic. We started out seeing the news reports and um, we had been through... uh, Ebola, we had been through uh, H1N1. Uh, we had been through things that, that you plan and that you drill uh, uh, as in the event that they become, uh, uh, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to find the right word. I, I don't wanna, in the event that they become a very serious uh, emergency uh, situation that the government has to respond to, you drill for that. and. It doesn't always happen that way. I mean, we, uh, I was with a different county when we planned for Ebola uh, and the plans that you make, you, you, we fortunately didn't have to, have to uh, go through with, with, with a lot of what we planned. Um, so in the beginning, COVID felt like it might be that way. It, we, we didn't, it was hard to see how serious it was going to get. We did a lot of planning for it. Um, we, I'll give you an example. We had a department head meeting where we said, if we were ever in the position of not being able to report to work, how would we uh, have acti- governmental activities uh, and governmental functions continue? How would we work remotely? How would we accomplish the, the core mission of each department? We had that meeting with our department heads saying, go out, think about this, write up some plans in the event that we ever have to do it. 
And in my head, I didn't think we were going to have to do it. We did it a month, a, a week later, a week later. That's how quickly things moved uh, in those early stages. Uh, New York State uh, started seeing the numbers downstate. Uh, the state took it very seriously, um, and the counties, uh, you know, quickly uh, had to adapt to that. We had our first case here in Warren County around St. Patrick's Day, so yeah, it was a scary time. Um, we had plans in place. We made new plans and um, never expected to enact them, but, but, but they were there and that's, and that's what we did. Okay, the, the, the county really had these enormous dual responsibilities of managing the internal operations of the county, the government services, and also communicating with the public about what was going on with COVID. And uh, Ryan and, and the supervisors led that effort and developed a daily report, which I think is just a, a great standard of practice that reported to the community every single day, seven days a week, on the numbers of COVID cases, hospitalizations, unfortunately deaths in some cases, and uh, the, the, the testing uh, numbers every day. So it, it gave the entire county sort of a factual predicate to work from so that people, we weren't dealing with rumors and innuendo and false information and speculation. We had facts to deal with and that created, you know, the opportunity to do other things. How can we help? Since we have agreement on the facts, what do we do now? Right. Because you can make the best decisions when you're equipped with all the facts of the situation. So absolutely. Yeah. Such a crazy, I mean, really, once we started getting the business reopenings and, and the information from the state was coming so hot and heavy, Ryan was digesting it. And then we were getting it out to all different, you know, our business community, our residents, uh, you know, it was, and you know, you were at NISAC, you know, it was just, I mean, it was every day there was something new going on that you had to factually and quickly let the public know about from which phase of business reopening we were in, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what you can do in this phase, what you can do in that phase. And it was just, it was just a, a really a crazy time. And it was a time where you really had to just get information out uh, as quickly as you could, accurately as you could. Yep. And I think, you know, Ryan was a member of the, of the control room, the governor's office control room, and was sat in on those conversations, participated in those conversations daily, almost daily. And I think the respect and, and uh, uh, professionalism that, uh, that they felt from Warren County helped because he had a, not only a front row seat, but access to decision makers to get questions answered. And there were, there were a million questions every day with respect to every business opening or reopening and every restriction. And that gave us a, an enormous advantage to be able to have somebody who had access to senior state officials to get answers. Great. That, so then equipped with all of this um, information and you're doing your best to manage the phases and you're getting information out to your residents as soon as it's available. Um, what were some of the key challenges facing the tourism sector specifically amid the pandemic with the reopening, with mask mandates, with social distancing? What were the, the key um, concerns at the top of your mind with helping out this industry? Well, the first, the first issue was, will we be able to have a tourist season at all? And uh, that was of great concern to both the public and the private sector, which are inextricably linked when it comes to tourism, because the public sector provides essential services to support tourism and promotes it in Warren County, and the private sector owns the facilities and, and is host and hostess to the guests. So the first question was, can we have a season at all? 
and that you know kind of an existential threat uh, to tourism. Um, and the concern there was that first, we've got a lot of employees who depend on these jobs. We've got lots of businesses that are huge property taxpayers that depend on tourists to come to Warren County and have confidence in it and be safe and be healthy. And then the third thing was, of course, um, tourism generates a lot of sales tax and a lot of occupancy tax. And those were essential because given the, the pressure on uh, county finances at the time, we felt it imperative to try to do what we could to protect both the sales tax and the occupancy tax revenues because they were gonna be necessary to support essential public services in Warren County. Every community was dealing with the same thing. Will we have uh, enough money to, to take care of all of our responsibilities? This was way before there was any sign of you know, potential federal help or, or state help of any kind. It was the counties were on their own and facing big economic challenges. So we took, it, you know, we took the, the OCK tax and the sales tax threat very seriously with the hope that we could, if we could open, we might be able to save the tourism season and therefore benefit both the private sector, keep that afloat and the public sector. So the first question was, how do we do this safely? And so uh, a group of uh, hoteliers and restaurateurs began to develop protocols for sanitization of rooms and food and beverage equipment, supplies, uh, food service protocols. And they, that was socialized around a large group of hotel operators, restaurant operators, and retail stores in Warren County, hundreds of people to get their input and to get their buy-in on a common standard for protecting the health of guests and employees by adopting common standards of sanitization and cleaning. And then how much um, collaboration like, happened among um, like these folks and the county? Yeah, the county was, was involved at every step of the way. The public health people were instrumental in helping us identify what the risks were and how we could mitigate those risks and ensure that was, you know, there was public health. The whole thing here was about um, ensuring public confidence. Um, if we were able to be, be open, we had to assure the traveling public, the visitors, that they could come to Lake George, to come to the Lake George region or Warren County or Gore Mountain or Glens Falls or, uh, or Queensbury and all the other communities and ensure that they would be safe here, that they would be healthy here, and that we had taken every responsible step. So we looked at what the industry was doing, what the national restaurant and hotel industry was doing. We got advice from our local public health experts. Brian was helping us pay attention to everything the state was saying. And together, we, we put together a, a sort of a book of best practices, asked people to adopt them, and then gave them badges. Uh, once they took the hospitality safety pledge, they each got a badge so they could display physically in their premises and on their, on their websites. And I think that was a key to our success last summer in the pandemic. Uh, we, we understood from a very early date that this year was going to be different. There were gonna be different rules, different protocols in place. And we worked very, very hard early on to understand what all of that meant and to make sure that our business community understood what it meant and bought into it. Uh, because when, at the point in time when we were confident that we could still operate uh, with these rules and these protocols in place, that was the point where we were confident enough in ourselves to advertise ourselves as a safe place to come. Uh, and people came. So there were multiple pressures at that time. First, to reopen and reopen safely, because of course, many people have a tradition, a family tradition of coming to Lake George or coming to the Adirondacks. 
and enjoying the area. And they don't want to give that up. They love to camp here in the summer. They love to rent a cabin. They love to be on the lake and hike and boat and do all those things. And, and the idea that we would tell them we can't come is I mean, really a dramatic draconian step. So that was the first thing. See if we can reopen, see, do it safely. But also we had to remember that residents of Warren County were fearful that an influx of visitors could mean an influx of COVID and that that would be a, a risk to them. So we had to take all those steps to ensure that our own community felt confident in the safety that we were trying to provide to the, to the visitors and to our staff so that we didn't inadvertently increase the spread of COVID by having people come into the county and, and advertising it. Great, so, there, so with COVID, there's not just one concern. It impacts literally every aspect of life and especially every aspect of how a county functions um, with how you serve your residents in every program that you have. Um, so with these concerns in mind, um, this was sort of the idea behind bringing together the group that met virtually each week. Um, could you talk a bit about how um, the hospitality group came to be and um, who some of the uh, important stakeholders were that you wanted to make sure were a part of this uh, weekly meeting? Stated, uh, there was a lot of uncertainty in the beginning as to whether we would even have a season. Uh, what, what, when were we going to be allowed to open up this sector or that sector? Uh, the mentality in March was very much that things are shut down. The economy is shut down. People are being told to stay home. Uh, so one of the first things that we did is we surveyed uh, all of the uh, major employers and business sectors in the county, not just tourism, but our manufacturing, everybody, our nonprofits, and we compiled a report uh, that stated uh, their view of, of, the, of the lay of the land. Here's our challenges. Here's what we're concerned about in terms of getting our sector back up and running. And here are the things that we uh, are hopeful we can get help uh, from the federal, state, and local government on. We compiled all of that into a, a book form. And that uh, effort was the genesis of an economic recovery effort that, that the county did. It was a true public-private partnership where, you know, people throw that term around a lot and, and it's, it's words on a page, but it wasn't for us. We started meeting every week and we got more and more people involved in this thing. And the tourism hospitality group was kind of an offshoot of that effort where we took the tourism people, uh, uh, hoteliers, restaurateurs, uh, everybody uh, uh, in, that, in that category that really is Warren County's bread and butter. And they began meeting uh, every week just to stay on the same page and to make sure everybody's rowing in the same direction. It was historic challenges. Uh, and we knew that if we were going to make it, uh, we were only going to do that by everybody pulling in the same direction. You know, there's nothing good about COVID uh, from anybody's perspective, but it produced some opportunities that um, I think were a long-term benefit to Warren County, to the Lake George area, to the hospitality community. Uh, we broke down a lot of silos. There had been collaborations before, uh, public and private collaborations before around a particular issue or interest. But there wasn't a sustained effort uh, that, that really brought people together and, and gave people an opportunity to put issues on the table. We've run it very informally. There's about 60 people who are on the, on the calls or invited to the calls, about 40 uh, re regularly join us. And it includes you know, major uh, resorts and attractions and small mom and pop businesses, 
and it's become sort of a forum for information sharing so that we're all on the same page from a factual point of view and identification of challenges and issues. And I think it's, it's built a lot of uh, good relationships, good working relationships between public and private sector people who may not have known each other before. And uh, I think it's engendered a lot of respect and affection uh, for the work that people do and uh, an understanding of the contribution that each of us makes uh, to the success of that industry. So it's, uh, I think it's, you know, it's continued now for more than a year. And uh, I think there's an interest in seeing it continue because it's just become a, a useful forum that helps us uh, talk to each other rather than talk at each other or send each other letters. Every Monday afternoon at three o'clock, you can actually talk to the people who are making the decisions. And what started as a vehicle to survive COVID and then became a vehicle to hopefully prosper during COVID has become a vehicle to address a lot of other challenges and, and issues that we face. Fantastic. So is this something that from like the private perspective and from the county perspective, you'd want to make permanent um, in a virtual space um, because it's accessible or do you um, envision it always staying on Zoom or maybe transitioning to in-person? What's the, the long-term view, I guess, is what I'm getting at for this group? Probably a hybrid would be my guess. Um, it's uh, the, 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 uh, the Zoom meetings are convenient, so a lot of people can join them. Uh, but uh, nothing beats being in person from time to time and actually talking to people. And, and uh, you know, many people on these calls uh, now recognize each other at in-person meetings, uh, having seen them on a Zoom call, but having never met them before. So I think that's, uh, that's helpful. So probably a hybrid at some point. But, you know, right now we have, you know, we got a plate full of issues and, and initiatives and we're meeting, in a, in a, you know, every Monday and we're sort of, we're, we're doing the work uh, as, as, uh, as efficiently as we can. Mark, as the leader, doesn't mess around. Memorial Day is on a Monday, and we we had the group meeting on Memorial Day last year. I think he gave us a pass this time around. We didn't meet on Memorial Day, but you know, <laughs> even on a holiday, an important holiday in the Lake George region, that's kind of the kickoff to the summer season. We we got together and and, and chatted about what happened. Do we need to do some more messaging? And uh, you know, so it, and it was you know county people, private sector people, everyone on that call on, on Memorial Day and, you know, it was what had to be done. Yeah. I, uh, in 2019, in the context of economic development, strategic planning and thinking about where we wanted to go uh, uh, on those directions, I sat in my office with a couple of people from the hospitality community and said, I think that one of the best things we could do as a county uh, is if we were to have quarterly or semi-annually, everybody get together in the same room and sit around the table and just go around and give an update so, and, and start to have more of a countywide mentality on things and start to approach problems from that perspective where we try to row in the same direction. Uh, my, my dream was to have that quarterly and, and it turned out the following year we were doing it weekly and, and we're still doing it weekly. Uh, and, and so in terms of the future and where this is headed, I, I certainly hope that we keep doing it. It's, it's dependent upon uh, everyone still having energy for it, making the time for it, uh, feeling that it's a useful forum with Mark's leadership. Uh, people certainly do feel that way and we're happy about that. So uh, I do hope that uh, uh, we can continue the, this collaborative effort. We see so many opportunities, I think, and that's, that's the thing that has kept people interested. Are there challenges? Of course there are. Are there controversies? Of course there are. There's, there's money, there's decisions, all kinds of things have to be sort of 
worked on, but so many opportunities to work together and an openness at the county level to hearing the views of lots of different people. And it's been very surprising and I think very gratifying that some of the best ideas that have come to this group have come from surprising sources. Uh, you know, people who don't directly work in hospitality, but work in a related field or work in county government and have an interest. Some of the resources the county has been able to bring through its planning office and through economic development have really been amazing. And I think it's given everyone, you know, an appreciation for really the benefits of working together, the actual practical benefits, and frankly, the personal benefits. Um, there's just a lot of you know, good feeling that goes around and that's helped, I think, bring the community together. So out of the terrible tragedy of COVID, we have a closer, not only a closer working relationship, but many much greater friendships and respect for each other. And I think uh, that when you liberate that force, I think to help a region like Warren County, you can't lose, you can't lose. And what a great opportunity to bring everybody together, like you were saying, Ryan, to chat, like to meet other challenges. So I'm thinking like this group would want to like face head on, um, like invasive species and uh, climate change and other things that will come up and affect the county and the tourism industry in Warren County. So a great collaborative so right. effort. No, you're so right. Uh, there's so many things to work on. And, and uh, we're just talking before this, before this uh, podcast today about Lake George, you know, and we're all focused on the protection of Lake George as, as a huge environmental asset. It's also an economic asset. And we have to think about that, you know, we have to be doing everything we can to work with our partners in state government um, and at the local level to ensure the protection of Lake George. And that's a priority one issue for us. And, and so, you know, we're looking at those, at those opportunities all the time. And what else can we do? What other resources can we develop? You know, what other kind of programs can we offer? How do we stay ahead of what the traveling public, what visitors want and expect in an area like Lake George. Um, so, you know, we, 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 we have no end to the list of things to do. One thing, you know, just so under, put this in perspective and understand, this was more than just a Zoom meeting every week. This was actually people getting out, you know, and things were getting done every every week when, when issues came up. I mean, we had, you know, we, we did lawn signs for wearing a mask, washing your hands, that sort of thing. We had, they, they were printed. We had people from the county, people from private industry. We all met, divvied up these lawn signs. We put them up all around the county. Same with uh, signs for safe hiking trails. Uh, when the state travel advisory was changing every week and different states were added, we were getting uh, these signs and we we're getting them laminated, getting them to the motel, hotel owners. They were putting them out. I mean, it was every week there was some sort of, not to use an overused phrase, but boots on the ground type of situation where we all came together. There was people were gathering in this parking lot to pick up signs, masks, you, know, you name it. There was you know, everything that had to be done as things changed last summer. It was whether it was Zoom or in person, people were coming together to get it done. It's like the Margaret Mead quote, you know, uh, there's no, no telling what a small group of committed people can do. It's the only thing that's ever changed the world. Exactly right. And it, this group sounds really like the blueprint for what kind of collaboration you'd like to see in an emergency like COVID. Um, is there any advice that you would give to other um, like folks who are listening in from other counties who are interested in some kind of group like this? Like what are some of your, some of your lessons learned um, for success for this group? The, the, the takeaway that I've always had from this is that from uh, great adversity, uh, 
and from great challenge comes great opportunity. Uh, it was easy in the early days to have COVID stare you down and to despair and to say, no, we're not going to go along with these new rules. No, we're, you know, but, but that was never our approach here. Um, we, we banded together and in doing so, uh, as I said before, we not only survived, uh, but we made the summer one of the best summers we have ever had and it's been a springboard into, into the future. Uh, so, so that's really my takeaway. I think we could have uh, sort of buried our heads in the sand and backed off and said, this is terrible. Let's wait for the storm to pass and you know, wake me when it's over. Uh, and I think that what I, what I, what I see here is there was, a, there was an interest in sort of looking at this problem and then dicing it up into smaller manageable pieces and taking it one piece at a time and trying to overcome every, every challenge and every obstacle. And so I guess the advice I would say is, you know, when faced with what appears to be an insurmountable problem, take it a little bit at a time, piece by piece and see if you can't, you know, make a little bit of progress every day, make some headway and, and don't be, don't be intimidated by what appears to be the size or the insolubility of it. Just to keep keep looking for one more one more advance, and and uh, really I, I think a little bit of progress creates its own momentum uh, for more progress. I, I really like the way you put that, Mark, because you 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 face not only face down the challenge that's in front of you, but you, you create opportunity for the future that was never there. Yeah, yeah. And Mark actually early on in this process said something that stuck with me way back when he said you can't solve every problem but you can manage every problem and that's what we had to do a lot of times so what a great outlook to have not only with COVID but just in general it, it depends on an openness and Warren County opened the door for all this and I say that as a great fan of the leadership of Ryan and Don and the county supervisors they opened the door it, it wasn't closed it wasn't this is a public health emergency don't bother us with any of that other stuff it was this, this is a countywide, community-wide emergency. There's lots of aspects to it. We need your help. What can we do together? And so it starts with that kind of openness. And openness really depends on confidence in the management, competence at, at the management level. And Warren County is so professionally managed that they have the confidence to invite other people into the conversation without worrying that people are going to start taking shots at them uh, over this or that. So I, I just think that you know good management of the public resource and, and government at the county level led to an openness naturally that gave us the opportunity to make other progress. So it's a really fantastic relationship. Great. And as we're coming to the end of our conversation, is there any last notes that you would like to discuss about um, the virtual meeting or the achievements that you guys had? Um, talking about like how you had these, you know, physical, the signs, the resources that you all pulled together is just so inspiring um and especially you know as a resident of you know a nearby county um and how in the beginning everything seemed so fraught with uh, you know the decisions that need to be made and even now in this this summer season of 2021 of how to be a safe tourist and how to um keep my community safe, but also keep the communities that I'm, I'll be visiting safe, you know, as, um, as a tourist. Um, are there any last notes that you would like to leave for our listeners? 
I wouldn't want to conclude. Listen to your all. public health. <laughs> Go ahead, Don. I'm sorry, I just said listen to your public health department. <laughs> and I also wouldn't want to conclude without thanking NISAC for NISAC's leadership. NISAC was out there uh, in the trenches with all of us understanding uh, how difficult it was for county governments to manage this, uh, giving us the resources that we needed, giving us the support in Albany that we needed. Uh, one of my greatest memories from COVID is Steve Aquario coming in his car loaded up with masks and Don and I and a few other people going out to the car and lugging boxes of masks in when, when there was a shortage of PPE. I was just going to say that. Yeah, the, he actually personally, Steve Aquario personally drove up here. He was going to all the counties all around. He was in Washington, went to Essex, handing out N95 masks, you know, which were worth who knows how much at that point, you know, thousands of dollars worth masks in his car, you know, so that was fabulous. And just a perfect, another perfect example of, you know, partnership and leadership working in tandem together just to pull off what needs to be done, what is best. So that's right. a personal commitment that so many people made to taking care of each other. And it sounds like you really had that in Warren County, not only with this group, but among the your leadership and among your business leaders, just this really great collaborative effort, not only public health, but also tourists. Oh, so. As Don said, it all begins with public health, fantastic public health department. Janelle Jones is the director and uh, just the work that they did, what that was the bedrock on which everything else was built. You had to take care of public health first, and then we can talk about other things. But public health first, that's the foundation of all of this. Uh, and public health and Ryan, the, you know, the, the hours were unbelievable. They set the tone for us. We followed them. We did what, uh, you know, with their, followed their leadership. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, we, what had to get done, got done. Great. Well, as we're looking towards the end of this summer season here, you know, getting into the, you know, into August, looking forward to um, everything coming together again and having this, you know, collaboration continue. So again, thank you so very much for taking the time to have this conversation and to talk about the collaboration in Warren County. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much for doing this. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of County Conversations. Make sure to keep tuning in each Monday for new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date.